Hey, doggy. Good morning, Nia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, and one of the reasons why I'm good is um, we're about ready to do an episode um, that Nia has told me is um, a kind of sort of surprise. So I'm not entirely sure what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> well, we're not doing a full episode. We're doing a little short because yes. I don't understand something and I want you to explain it to me. And I suspect that if I don't understand it, I'm not the only one that doesn't understand it. Yes. So there's this election in Alaska, right? Which, as we all know, is going to be weird anyway because it's Alaska. But <laughs> but they did this thing called ranked choice voting and i don't understand because i don't understand how sarah palin got the most votes but didn't end up with the number one position like she's not the i don't understand it so can you explain it to me in 15 minutes or less the and i know you're gonna have to give me the sort of broad stroke view and i'm sure there's lots of nuance to it yeah okay. but i'm curious about it because i don't understand it okay so uh, first thing um uh listeners what Nia is referencing um is that in uh, uh uh oh and this is for the congressional seat yes yeah this is uh, this is for the congressional seat that was vacated by the gentleman who passed away and he had been in that seat i think since rocks were a feasibility study and dinosaurs roamed the earth like yeah, right it was it'd been yeah, a yeah, long time that he had yeah been. Uh, you, you're talking about uh representative uh uh i think his name was Don. young yeah yeah okay so uh alaska um uh elected um uh in late august um uh to fill this seat okay this vacant this, vac vacant house of representative seat and this was their primary, right? This was their. Uh, well, she's going to be filling the seat for the rest of the term. Oh, oh, oh! And, and then they will do the 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 regular uh, House Representative election. But okay. history was made because uh, a Democrat, um, Mary uh, Peltola, became the first Alaskan Native and first woman. Uh, for um, to represent Alaska in the United States House of Representatives. So, Ooh. okay, it's a noteworthy election, right? Right. But she won the election because Alaska recently, uh, the voters of Alaska decided to go with ranked choice voting, okay? And basically, voters rank candidates in order of preference. Okay, so basically how the system works is this, Nia, right? So let's say you have an election using ranked choice voting, all right? So um, when you go to vote, you don't pick just one candidate. You actually, okay, rank all of the candidates based on your preference. So let's say that the candidates are fruit. Okay. We have apples, grapes, oranges, and grapefruit. Okay, so we got four, right? Right. And you go to vote, and you rank those four pieces of fruit, right? And they tabulate the results. The fruit that receives the least amount of votes gets eliminated. That's grapefruit. They're gone. Okay, grapefruit, they're gone. 
But let's just say, for instance, so so that means that all of the voters of of all of the voters, grapefruit didn't get enough number ones to stay in the yes in the you, list. Okay, so all the voters who picked grapefruit as their first choice, okay, now their second choice, okay is tabulated okay okay and the idea is if one of the candidates gets a majority okay after you you have eliminated okay the uh the preference with the least amounts of votes okay then you have a winner Oh, so you just keep eliminating choices yes. until you get to a majority. And once you cross the majority line, that's the winner. Yes. So, and so you keep on going until you actually get a candidate that tops 50% ah, of okay. the votes cast, right? Okay. So, Grapefruit so, could conceivably have had. A significant percentage, a, a bunch of, of votes, votes. But if they weren't number one, no. If they if they are last, remember you get eliminated when you are the last choice, right? Right. Okay. So again, we're going to go back to the fruit. Okay, example. Right. Grapefruit received the least amount of preferred votes. You know, of number one votes. Number one votes. So they get eliminated. So okay. you have three pieces of fruit left. Right. Okay. Now, those voters who would pick grapefruit, their second choice now becomes their first choice. Okay. So did their second preference push a candidate over 50%? Did it push oranges over 50%? 50%. No, it didn't. If if it did not, then the now last choice of the three gets eliminated. And all of those voters who pick the third grapefruit and the oranges, yes. you go to their third choice. Choice. Okay. And if that's grapes and it pushes grapes over 50%, you now have a winner. I see. Okay. okay. All right. Now in the Alaska election, there were three candidates, all right? So you had um, uh, the aforementioned uh, Peltola. You had former Alaska governor, former Republican Party vice presidential candidate, Sarah, Sarah Palin. And you also had a uh, Republican, I want to say he was a state legislature, state state legislator, uh, Nick Begich. Okay. Now, in the results, okay, um, none of the three candidates received fifty percent, but Begich was third. So all of Begich voters, their second preference was then tabulated, right? Because he gets removed, right? 
Okay, so he's their number one choice. Their number two choice is in this instance Patola. Patola, and that's what happened. So I see. So even though after the vote results were initially tabulated, Sarah Palin had the most first preference votes. When Begich's was removed, his voters' second choice was Patola. And enough of them, okay, uh, picked Patola as their second choice to make her now the preferred candidate. She got over 50%. But of course, that led Palin supporters to go ahead and say she was robbed. Right. Because if they didn't use ranked choice voting, and whoever, you know, and they just went with the standard, you know, first to the finish line. Sarah Palin had the most vote, most preferred votes cast for her. But she didn't have 50 per, over 50 percent. And she right. needed over 50 percent to win the election. And she had, what, 48 or whatever it was. Right. Whatever it was. I see. OK, so what this am I correct that what the outcome of something like this is, is that it means that you really should not run two party two candidates from a party because it will split you the will vote. split the vote right because yes. if he hadn't if he hadn't been a part of it sarah palin might have been the first choice of enough people yes to put her over at the beginning and then yes. that would have just been that yes so what it does then is make the parties choose carefully who they put forward yes in an election okay Okay. so this thing where in the primaries where you have all of these people fighting it out to be to be the nominee and be all grumpy with each other and undermining each other means that you might give it to your opponent because of the way you've divided out your party oh okay Now, there are, so let's talk about how many. So are they going to do it again in the fall? Will uh, they yes. do it in the national, I mean, in the, in the, in what I, sorry, I don't the mean this election. to sound rude, but will they do it in the real election? Yeah, the midterm election, okay. the regular midterm So election. that will affect also Lisa Murkowski. Uh, yes. Because she's up. Yes. I think it, it, for, it, she's a senator. So she's up for, okay. Yes. So that's how they end up with a Democrat as their congressperson. That's right. Which has got to make a huge majority of conservative Alaska want to lay down in the floor and scream. Oh, yeah. They're they're all kinds of upset. Now, of course, you and a number of political scientists have said this in response. Um, The Republican Party of Alaska only have themselves to blame because they could not coalesce around a single candidate to run for the house seat right they they let that be a fight that they didn't need to they should have had internally dealt with and then then okay put somebody up and everybody get behind that person yeah because historically alaska in roughly the last 30 to 40 years has been a solidly republican state right right you know, most of their um, uh, uh, state positions 
controlled by the Republican Party. Lisa Murkowski um, is a Republican. She, she's probably not conservative. Although she's a moderate, she's, she's probably a moderate Republican. Moderate. Well, I mean, Alaska. she's moderate. Yeah, she, she's in Alaska. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> she's moderate for the Republican Party today, right? Right. Let's be very clear. Lisa She's Murkowski, not what we would call moderate. She's just moderate in comparison. Comparison, right? Okay. Now, it kind of sort of begs the question, um, do a lot of other government jurisdictions in the United States use ranked choice voting? Um, the answer is no. Okay. Okay. There are 10 cities that use it. Uh, Maine was the first state to authorize ranked choice voting for statewide elections. Oh, I'm not surprised, Maine. But interestingly enough, their state Supreme Court has held that ranked choice voting violates their state constitution. Oh, so they've got some changes to make one way or another. Yes, okay. Didn't Richmond City just entertain the possibility in Richmond and then didn't even really? And then the city council uh, tabled uh, the tabled proposal. Tabled there we go. Yeah. yeah, tabled the proposal. It uh, is. It gets complicated. Like I, I think what I've heard from the press is that people in Alaska were saying we need practice doing this because yes. we didn't know we didn't really understand what we were doing the first time. <laughs> Just wait till <laughs> November; it'll get better, right? Like, and, and and it's not entirely new, right? Um, some cities adopted ranked choice voting in the twenties and thirties. Okay but it fell out of favor in the 1950s, right? But we're talking about some large cities that use ranked choice voting. Um, okay. Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, where Harvard is located, it's right outside of Boston. Uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota. San Francisco, Oakland, California uh, use it. New York City, recently oh right they just added that didn't they? yeah uh uh and they used it for their uh uh new york city uh, mayor election uh, how's that they, going for them well they elected you know eric adams um and you know uh according to you know you know polls in new york he seems to be doing a you know an okay job right okay um some of the benefits of ranked choice voting um it helps when you have elections where no candidate wins 50%, right? So oh, because then you don't have to hold a, a special election. election. Oh, okay. it saves money. Yes. And okay. and electoral time because you don't have to go back and say, all right, people, yes, we're in a dead heat and now we have to have another. Or Denver, I'm looking at you, we have to flip a coin, um, which Sorry, I ha I know I sounded sarcastic there because I was. I don't understand the we're going to we're going to pick our candidate by flipping a coin, but so it would prevent something like that. Okay, so that's why you would do it. Okay, when it was considered in the nineteen twenties and thirties, it was thought that it would uh, help eliminate the spoiler effect. So I'm going to give you a hypothetical. Let's say you have an election. All right. And um, because uh, somehow third and fourth party candidates get on the ballot, but they take votes away from 
one of the major political parties candidates, um, which then leads the other major political party candidate to actually win 50%. Okay. And this is what many Democratic Party officials are have been thinking in regards to ranked choice voting, because what they have in mind is the 2000 presidential election. Yeah. Right. Okay. With Ralph Nader. Uh, yes. Okay. Which everybody blames Nader for Gore's loss, which they shouldn't, because that's not, they should blame, put the blame where it belongs, which is solely on Florida. But anyway. <laughs> or, you, or you could go ahead and vote, uh, blame Al Gore uh, for basically running away from the achievements of the Clinton administration. And being yeah. boring as a candidate. Yeah, I mean, there's, but, lots of, yeah. there's lots of blame to go around. Okay. Uh, but there are so there are arguments, Nia, against ranked choice voting, um, and, and you're seeing one of the criticisms uh, from the Palin supporters. How's this fair? Okay, our candidate got the most votes, um, and um, she lost the election. How is that fair? Um, um, but yeah, voter confusion and sort of loss of faith in the uh, system. Yes, I can see where that would be. If you think it's not fair, you're just going to walk away and not vote next time. And it is so they're going to have a trouble getting people out to vote in November if they think that the election was, and maybe not even stolen, but just too confusing to this to figure is, out what to do. Like, and this is a complicated system, right? Yeah, um, and um. Uh, and think about this, uh, uh, Nia. You know who else uses ranked choice voting? Uh, no clue. Okay, you're going to love this. Um, and, and the reason why I bring this up is that <laughs> you and you and I are huge movie fans. The Academy Awards use ranked choice voting to decide the best picture award. Oh yeah, that never goes badly. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying there have been films where I've been like, really? So, and that's particularly the case today because now the Academy Awards announces 10 potential uh, uh, winners for the Best Picture Award, right? So the members of the Academy do rank uh, choice voting. And if yeah. none of the 10 get 50% after the first vote, then they eliminate the movie that received the least amount. And then they go ahead and redistribute those voters' second preference to the remaining movies. Yeah, I'm just going to say... Until that the they... year that Gladiator won, <laughs> Chocola, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Aaron Brockovich, and Traffic were all nominees. I'm I'm saying that Gladiator benefited from this system. Well, I I, I still go back uh, to uh, I think it was 1980 uh, when. Um, uh, a perfectly good movie, a little bit of a tearjerker. What was it? Ordinary People. 
Ah. Directed by Robert Redford. I think it starred Timothy Hutton. Timothy Hutton and okay. um, um it, it, and it won Best Picture. Um, but one of my all-time favorite Martin Scorsese movies, okay, <laughs> Raging Bull. Okay, Lost. Really? I okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. See benefits from the system. Okay. But but also you and I are feeling like um the people in Alaska who who supported, who supported Palin. Governor Palin yeah, right we, to say oh man what do you mean that we lost right or whatever what do you mean that that's not but, a but it, many political scientists have cautioned it's a relatively new system right we ought to give it time um if we gotta let it work itself out work, out, work itself bit. out but one of the major takeaways, and you identified this early on in the episode, is that if the major political parties, okay, don't want to have happen to their candidates what happened to Governor Palin, then the parties need to go ahead and coalesce around candidates for the elections. And not just candidates, electable candidates. Yes. They and need then, to stop throwing people out there okay. who may or may not be electable because you either want because you're too scared to tell them no. Yes. Right? That you're too scared to worry about their ambition, or you want to see where this thing like, yeah, no, you need to be more careful about who you put out. And we've talked about this in uh previous podcast episodes about elections generally. Political parties need to be more responsive than just to their base because the base okay the the party faithful tend to be more ideological ideologically extreme than the bulk of american voters okay who are a little to the left or a little to the right of center or moderate but if you nominate, okay, if you're either political party, if you nominate a loon, it's going to come back and bite you in the proverbial tuchus with ranked choice voting. Right. Okay. It's just going to come back and right. Hurt you. Whereas if you, if you, so if you were playing the long game, yes, what you would do is you would choose a moderate ish candidate right? More or less moderate. Republican, but moderate. Democrat, but moderate. So that if your person didn't get 50% immediately, if they counted the... They they would be an acceptable second choice. Exactly. For the other side, for the other, for another group of people. Yes. That's what you need is to be able to say, well, they... They may not be our first choice, but they're not a terrible choice. Yes. I can live with this candidate, but I can't live for with those other ones. Exactly. <laughs> so you need to put your money and your focus behind that individual. Yes. Which yeah. forces political parties, particularly political parties in the United States, the two dominant political parties in the United States currently, okay, to stop being so, if you will, partisan or polarized, right? 
But it does bring up an interesting question of if you had a third party candidate like and I know we're going long, but I, now I'm into it. Um, if you like Ross Perot, who was very popular. Mm -hmm. If you had that person running as the second person of, OK, well, if I can't get my person, I, I could live with Ross Perot. Ah, yeah. He might actually get elected in, in if bench. enough people on both sides. Uh, and that's so that they, means that third party candidates, if they were more moderate or they were less fringy, yes, that they might actually do better in elections than they have done in. Oh, that's and the that's, way to and go. And that's oh, where, I've just found my way to the presidency. <laughs> well, and that's one of the advantages that supporters of ranked choice voting point out. Ranked choice voting actually gives voters more choice. Right. Well, but it also encourages, so so if you're Jill Stein and you're really pretty moderate about most things, right? If you sell yourself to both sides as, listen, I agree with you guys on these issues and you guys on these issues and both sides rank you as their second choice, you have the possibility of of either being elected to the position or at least doing better in the polls than you have done previously, which allows you levers of power. Yes. Otherwise. And, and, and now Nia, you're getting at what you see with a lot of third, fourth, fifth parties in Western European nations. Right. Because they are not just single issue parties. They may have been created because of concern about a single issue but they have fully developed platforms. Yeah, they've had to do that in order to get yeah enough traction, uh, seat, enough seats in parliament, okay, to actually have leverage to negotiate with the other, you know, the the more dominant political parties who don't get a majority in a parliamentary election and have to cobble together a coalition government. So. Is that why Republicans generally don't like ranked voting? Because right. they prefer the two-party system? They The benefits of the two-party system, at least theoretically, is that they're supposed to give voters a choice. But as you and I've discussed, some of our more recent presidential elections have given haven't us been much of a, of a choice. choice, right? You know, <laughs> oh, look, a rock and a hard place. <laughs> place right? Okay. Oh, goody for me. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, while I'm holding my nose, which which of these two don't stink the most, right? Right. Okay. Um, so again, there are pros and cons to almost any kind of voting system, right? Right. But nevertheless, um, um, I, I, like most political scientists, would advocate caution, right? Because- Before you we, throw it out, you mean? Yeah, right? Because, you know, let's see how it works, right? right? Let's see Can I ask you a personal question? Yes. Are you excited for the Alaska November election to sort sure. of see- Yes. I, I, what I happens it. with it? Yes. Kind of like a, it, it, for political scientists, this is kind of an experiment for y'all in the field, right? Like, you yeah, get yeah, to... the, yeah, this is, you know, this is a natural field experiment that <laughs> we, we hardly ever get, right? Yeah. Well, and relatively low stakes because the other side will not be killed if they don't win the election, right? Oh, like, it's right. not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, okay. 
Interesting. Yeah. So are we going to come back and talk about it after November and see how it worked? Oh, yeah, I think we should. Uh, because again, until we get more data points, okay, these are just initial conclusions. Right. We, we need more data points. Um, you know, like any good, you know, scientist, um, this, you know, what is the trend? Right. And okay. we should see that with New York as well as. Yeah. You know, what's the pattern here? Right. Okay. You know, what are we learning from this kind of voting system? Well, I feel like I have a little bit better handle on it. Yeah. And also like I'm like I'm sort of in the bleachers waiting to see how oh, the game yeah, I, turns out. I, I, I was fascinated. OK, and, and it's not very often I actually pay attention to Alaskan uh, electoral politics. Congressional. Because <laughs> you pretty much know that's going to go Republican. And then right? it didn't. Okay. So, but when it didn't, and they went ahead and picked, you know, this, you know, this, this groundbreaking person, right? right. She's breaking ground, right? Yeah, it's exciting. Um, and, and, and I love that stuff, right? Um, I want to see, you know, uh, uh, you know, people that we've not had in electro, uh, uh, elected positions. Right, um, voices that we haven't heard from yet. For, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, if, if I was a citizen of Alaska, I... I, I would have a certain amount of pride, right? Uh, me too. And I also would temper my concern if I were a Republican in, in Alaska that she's a Democrat because she's an Alaskan Democrat. Yeah. Right? <laughs> which is not the same as a That's, New York, California, well, yeah. you know, Colorado Democrat. That, yes, you know, she's she's not, not, it's not like she's going to suddenly... Yeah, she's not a San Francisco Democrat. Exactly. Right? She's, she's okay. not suddenly going to say, "Here, let me get in bed with you know directly with the the left, left, left part of the party." That's just not going to happen because yeah. by her nature, she's going to be a moderate or conservative Democrat. Yeah. So I mean, so um, it's not it's not like she's going to suddenly put the lampshade on and start dancing. Like that's just not how this is going to work. Yeah, I, I I would be really surprised if you know in her first speech on the floor of the House of Representatives, she went ahead and said that the federal government should stop drilling for oil in Alaska. Yeah, she's not going to do that. <laughs> she's she's just not going to do that. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Aki. I appreciate you explaining it to me. Now I have a better idea of how it works. Yeah. And why some people wanted it. Yeah. So okay. now we'll get to see how it works in real life and you can explain to me whether it worked or failed. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks, thank you. Yep.